Hello everyone, and welcome to the campfire. Uh, this is episode 5, and we are so excited to share it with you. I can't believe that we made it here. Um, I think we've had way much more fun. Wow. Yeah, no. That was we've, well put. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun uh, doing these. I think more than, than we thought we than we would have. Definitely. Um, and so we're just uh, we're excited to kind of bring you today's episode. Um, we had a, a funny little goof happen before we started recording, so I'll let uh, I'll let Seth. Sh- wow, I'll let Seth share that. Well, <clears throat> so typically, on my way, um, or before Devin gets here, depending on where we're recording, I grab some beer, um, and just like any other day, that's what I did, and I went out and picked up a old-fashioned malt beverage um, from Anderson Anderson Valley. And uh, we got here, and we poured it in our glasses, uh, just getting ready to record. And it took thick to kind of a new meaning. And it... it how would you describe that beer? Yeah, well, I was pretty excited. We looked at the review... Um, and one of the top reviews said that the beer pours a glowing, hazy, and murky auburn with a creamy khaki head that sticks around, leaving great thick retention and sticky, frothy lacing. <laughs> and honestly, that, that sounds pretty enticing to me because then you have some aromas of orange and cherries, kind of like an old fashioned. The, the guy who wrote this review, BB1313 from Ohio. It it reminds me of if you've seen The Office where Michael Scott is uh, drinking wine and he goes looks at it and he kind of swirls it around and he goes ah yes a white wine <laughs> as in, like he's describing it that's what this guy reminds me of he I think he's just really trying to be a beer reviewer yeah and... I mean he goes on to say that the mouthfeel is full-bodied with moderate to low carbonation it's extremely soft and fluffy it's very smooth and dangerously drinkable at this point in time i don't even know if he's talking about beer anymore it's a word salad yes at its its core it is just this guy looked up beer buzzwords and threw them in this review (laughs) oh man so we poured it and we were expecting a nice khaki head and instead, we were met with, honestly, it was like... Someone crushed up Tums. Yeah. We we must have gotten the extra pulp <laughs> kind because it was like, I don't even know. We'd had to strain it. We'd have been chewing it. We'd have literally been chewing this beer, not because it's like dark and thick. No, we'd have been chewing it because there was so much sediment in it. Which, which I'm used to, like... Um... Oberon has some sediment, but this took sediment to it a whole new level. It it was an inch thick on the bottom of the glass. Oh yeah, big and then, big chunks, and then still floating. Yeah, it looked like the bottom of the ocean. You know how there's like that right. just stuff that floats. Yeah, no, and it was not good. We made a decision for our own health and safety not to drink it because it just didn't it didn't seem right. And none of the reviews. I mean, as much as they talk about the sticky aromas and the lacy, frothy, I don't even know what he said. But as much as he's talked about that, there was no talk of sediment, which makes me think we might have just got a bad batch. So 
instead, we made a quick run to um, unofficial Art. sponsor, Horrocks, where they have so much beer. And we uh, got something else. What did, what did we get? Devin yeah. picked this one out. Yeah, we are drinking a double Imperial Stout uh, from Ferndale Project. It's called Cancer. Um, because apparently it's the Zodiac series. Um, it says, summer is your season, cancer. Throw on those shades because this glass of this Black Forest Cake Imperial Stout filled with flavors of cherry and chocolate, your attitude looks sunny and bright. Yeah. So it's 9.5%. Um, the can is just a dude with like a five-panel hat, some shades, and a mustache. Yeah. And it, it's just... Mm-hmm. It is what it is, and it drew us in, and, and and here we are. We're drinking the beer, and first sip, um, you said uh, it tastes like you're drinking a chocolate smoothie. Yeah, it and is with coffee. With coffee, it is thick, dark for sure, but it's pretty good. So yeah, compliments to Fern, Ferndale Project, Project. Ferndale yeah. Project. Um, and and that's delicious. And that kind <clears> of brings <throat> us to our next point, which is kind of like a. Another show regular here, and that's fruit. Fruit, yes. Again, with our unofficial fruit. show sponsor, I went and got us a fruit. Yes. Um, and like always, I had to research just to make sure that we were going to eat it correctly. Um, but I have that right here for us, Seth. And right. uh, want to stick with what we normally do? I'll kind of give my description thoughts, and then... yeah, yeah. Um. So, Devin. Yeah. This is an apple. Well, I would say what is it the green the green one's Granny Smith, right? Is that I'm not a so, huge So you know more than you lead on. Well, this is new for me. <laughs> this is this is without a doubt an apple. Yes. But exotic. It's you know a, what? it probably is exotic. It so. is of the exotic kind. It's from northern Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Now, normally those would come out till a little later in the season, but uh <laughs> listen, I know a guy. <laughs> okay, it's it's not an apple, but it it definitely resembles an apple. It does. Um it's so think of an apple, but like one that you grew in your backyard, not one you like that shine spit shine at the store. Kind of like a a pear in an apple's body a little bit, like in terms of like the color is pearish. And the outside kind of has the texture of a pear. The inside kind of does too. Yeah, and then it has some like brown, seedy looking things. But I'm excited to try it. It looks like it's going to be good. I'm yeah. really expecting apple though. So, so I don't know if that's going to hurt or help me in this process. So so here's the thing is I've tried this fruit, but not of this kind. So this is, this is a guava, mm. but it's from Thailand. So it's called a Thai guava. Thai guava. Okay. Yeah, so apparently you can eat it just like an apple, um, skin and all. Um, so I've cut it up into some quarter slices, um, and feel free. Like let's let's, yeah, let's snag one. In. Yeah. Um, grab one for you, Devin. Thank you. So yeah, you can eat the skin, uh, and you can eat all the insides as well. I'm giving it a bite here. See if we can get the crunch on the. Oh, that was a nice pop. You guys hearing this? This is not an ASMR channel, Seth. Well, it could be. Okay, the seeds are they a are, nuisance. They are hard. <laughs> um. Hmm. Yeah. It. Well, my first thought was 
It'd be fantastic. Ty Guava would be a great rapper's name. <laughs> My second thought is, this is an apple. I, I stick to that. It tastes like an apple. It does, except the seeds are a, more of a nuisance. Does Asia have, this might be ignorant to say, but does Asia have apples? Because this might just be. I'm going to try it without the skin because the skin's a little bitter. Kind of like an apple. Yeah. It'd be so easy to chew, except these seeds are yeah. plentiful. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I mean, it's good. It is. But it's. So it has a completely different taste than that of a normal guava. Normal guavas I've never are pink. Had guava. Yeah, well, I have some guava paste for my aunt that I that I actually want you to try. Hmm. Um, it's normally pink, and it has a very tropical flavor. This uh, this tastes like. I might break a tooth on one of these. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> um, hmm. But um, it's it tastes very close to home. Yeah. It does. It tastes like I walked outside and I grew an apple, but I need yeah. I need to try it harder. This does have the the feel to me of like overripened apple that grew in your backyard that fell on the ground and sat there for a few days and then you picked it up and it's like still good enough to eat. That's what this tastes like to me. Yes. It's a little bit like texture wise, it's a little bit, you know, harder, but Yeah. I, it, it's not bad. It is definitely an apple and a pear combined, yeah. and that is a Thai guava. I feel like I feel like I kind of nailed it with that description. Um, what's your rating out of ten? I forget what I've given other things. It's not as good as the dragon fruit. No, dragon fruit was another level. Although, in terms of traveling, better than that by a little bit. Yeah. Overall taste and texture, hmm, I'm gonna give it a five. I would eat it, but I'm also not a huge apple guy. So, like, texture wise, it's kind of the same. So, I feel like, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, I can go with a five. What about you? Yeah, I think a five um, would do pretty much the same for me. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of looking it up real quick because unless that this thing is filled with a ton of antioxidants and stuff, then I might rank it a little higher. But, um, it is an excellent source of vitamin C and potassium. Isn't that like but all fruit, though? I feel. I was just. I was gonna say that's <laughs> everything. So, but it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a five. Yeah, that, that works. If one was presented to me, I would eat it, but I don't think I would seek it out. Yeah, me neither. But I. Yeah, you know, I'm excited. I got it. Yeah. And I'll you know no. probably have the rest of this for no, breakfast I, tomorrow. Definitely not bad. I want you try it with some peanut butter, just I, like an apple. I might. Cool. All right. We had a couple other, um, <clears throat> I was thinking about it. We, we, we've been calling them loose ends, um, things that we tie up from the previous episode that either Craig couldn't answer in time um, for us or we just moved on or whatever. Um, and so we have a couple of those today. Um, what are your thoughts on calling them lingerers? Lingerers? Linger in the background. Lingerers? Or do we want to just stick with loose ends? Yeah. Lingerers is not it. That just sounds really funny. But that's that's what the beauty of it. It's 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 a little bit uncomfy. I mean, we can just call it lingering thoughts. Lingering thoughts. Lingerers. Seems like a mouthful. Lingerers, Lingerers. sounds like I I don't know the it's English language. Party. Just kind of like when I messed up at the beginning of the episode. But <laughs> I guess right. lingerers. Lingerers, loose ends, whatever you want to call them. No, let's anyway. stick with it. Let's own it. Let's own it. It's lingerers. 
I'm in, but I'm also in on whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we had a couple of those. Um, give me one second here. Uh, first one, Micus. Yes. The beer we had um, last week, we didn't know what Micus was, and we assumed it was a native to Michigan fish, um, but neither of us had heard of it, which is odd. I looked it up. It is, I believe, just the Latin name or part of the Latin name for uh, rainbow trout. So it's just a rainbow trout here. You know, that explains the can. Right. It looks looks exactly like a a rainbow trout. I think I even said that. I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, but I was like, this kind of looks like a trout. And that is what it was. So my kiss is... Just the name for rainbow trout, but some sort of Latin or other other name for it. So there's that. And then our second one was downfill. Um, we talked about gear last week, um, and it wasn't a technical ac- episode. Um, but Devin put me on the spot and asked, what does downfill mean? And I knew it had something to do with like cubic inches and something or other but i wasn't sure and turns out i was again about most things i'm usually like a third of the way right two-thirds wrong same on this so downfill um has really nothing to do with the warmth it has to do with cubic inches um of the downs like fluff so different down has different downfill and so it depends on how um, how much the down after it's been compressed will re-fluff up and keep you warm. So in terms of like what that means is if you have a greater downfill, it means you can use less down to achieve the same amount of warmth. So if you have 800 downfill and 600 downfill, the 800 can use less down. So it's effectively lighter. It's lighter because it's less down, but it has the same insulating power. Interesting. So that is what downfill means. Okay. I like that. Again, great work, Seth and Craig for helping us out with that one. He does the research, sends it over to us. So thank you, Craig. All right. Um, So today we are going to be talking a little bit about, we're going to do a destination episode here where we're going to be talking about a certain place. um, And that place is Pictured Rocks National Shoreline. Um, So Pictured Rocks is a national park, or rather it's managed by the National Park Service, but is actually a national shoreline. That is correct. Um, so it is not technically not a national park, although it is managed by them. So there's like national monuments, national shorelines, uh, national. There's 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 MPS rangers there right. as well, um, right. and like the visitor center is full of all of the national right. park service stuff. That Federal you can get. property managed by them, but it is not technically a national park. Michigan actually has one national park, which would be Isle Royal, but it has quite a few national shorelines and other. Other things like that. So, correct, Devin, why don't you lead us off? Because you actually just returned from there. Yeah, I did last night, actually. So I was there um, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, which would have been uh, the 29th, 30th, and 31st of August. Um, I looked at my schedule 
I had three days off and I said, I need to go do something. I need to go out in the wilderness away from people and kind of do my thing for a little bit. And so, um, I texted, uh, Kelsey and I said, do you want to go to pictured rocks? So how, how did you decide there? What went into that? Yeah. Uh, I looked at the weather, um, and it was sunny, 70 degrees, give or take. Um, and so naturally that was the first big attraction Two, I haven't been there since I was probably in high school, maybe in a little younger. And so I kind of wanted to get up there and just kind of experience it again. And, uh, three, I looked at backcountry permits and I was still able to get some, uh, for the area that we were headed. Um, and so, uh, kind of a culmination of those, a culmination of those three things, uh, led into that decision-making process. Um, kind of like what we've gone into, uh, uh, planning, uh, my gear, the weather, um, kind of all aligned perfectly, um, for me to go down that trip. Plus you can get there relatively easily, uh, from where, from where we're at. So it was about a five and a half hour drive. Uh, we camped car camped, uh, just South of Munising, um, in a free campsite, uh, at Hovey Lake, H O V E Y. Um, woke up, made breakfast and headed into the visitor center and parking lot at Munising Falls, which I think you've been to. Yep. Yep. Um, so, um, parked there, uh, through my, uh, receipt and permit in my dashboard, uh, just so I can stay overnight with no complications or hassles or anything like that. Um, and we had a campsite about. 5.2 miles from that location, give or take, uh, depending on where the, you know, the car was parked. So, uh, my campsite was called cliffs, uh, and I was in campsite three. Uh, it's one of the first campsites that you actually, uh, will reach. Actually, I think it is the first campsite that you reach if you were to hike directly from Munising falls. Uh, it's three campsites all with a shared, <coughs> Um, campfire, which hmm, I'll go into later. Cause that was, that was an experience in itself. Um, but, um, we left Sunday, uh, midday a little later than I wanted to. Um, but no worries. We got to Hovey Lake at like 11 PM, but when you're car camping, it's not really a big deal. I drive a Jeep. So I just threw all the seats down. You lay out all your sleeping bag and sleeping pads and stuff that you can sleep right in the back pretty easily. Um, and then we woke up around 8 a.m. and uh, headed in. Yeah, but it was really funny because on our way up, um, I was like, oh, crap. I don't have a lighter. I don't have any matches. I I have nothing to start a fire um, at all. And Kelsey was like, well, just do like the, you know, stick between your hands thing. <laughs> Which we all know is way Harder right. than it actually. Have an extra spare three hours. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm starving I mean, and I need to hours. eat. <clears throat> um, so I stopped at a gas station. I picked up a lighter, um, and then we actually stopped for car camping, uh, and then we got to Munising Falls. I went up um, to the visitor center just to kind of go over everything, 
Um, I think his name was Fred. Um, this old park ranger, he was super cool. I was like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I have planned. This is my permit. And I kind of did a once over with him just to make sure that I was a okay. And that wasn't going to you know, break any rules or, um, get a ticket for parking somewhere or, or anything like that. And he was like, yeah, dude, you're good to go. Uh, and then we, and then we set out and we're like almost to camp, maybe like four miles in and Kelsey goes, Hey, did you grab the lighter? Oh no. And, um, he said sticks it is. Yeah, no, I <laughs> did not have it. So there was a moment of, uh, dread, um, maybe some profanity was shouted. <laughs> no, um, never. and then, um, I was like, Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll figure it out. Like I'll make something work. Um, I had a bunch of cords and cables with me, um, and some D batteries. So I could have, uh, some D batteries. If you, if you have a, a cable and you, why did you have D batteries with you? Yeah. Um, my microphone. Oh, cause I, gotcha. I had some camping or some camping. I had camping equipment. No, I had camera equipment. Gotcha. For me. Yeah. D um, batteries always on my list of must have gear. <laughs> I always hike <laughs> with a D battery. Um, no, no, no. Anyway, so we're like, um, I'm monitoring where we are in GPS uh, to where the campsite is. Um, and we like start getting close. And I'm like a kid in a candy shop. I can smell smoke. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, Kelsey, there's smoke. And I start sprinting into our campsite because I'm like, someone already has a fire. Yeah, I got to keep it going. We get to the campfire site. There's nothing. There's the tiniest burning ember that's like barely <laughs> smoking and you could smell it you're like a like a bloodhound yes i knew that this any fire was going to save our lives because we had like sausage and, and no other way to cook it other than over the fire yeah yeah exactly i needed i needed fire and so i am babying this tiny coal and like huffing and puffing and just doing everything I can to, to get this thing to light. And I, I do, nice. I get the fire going. I'm tending to it for like 20 minutes. We get a bunch of sticks and we're like getting it. And then Kelsey comes with a huge pile of like no. semi wet leaves no. and small sticks. And she dumps it on and smothers it. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm feeding the fire. And I was like, it's not that hungry. yet. <laughs> it's not that hungry. Oh man. But, she didn't she didn't kill it so um snuffed it but not she snuffed not it and out. it almost died but lo and behold campfire master devin here um we got it going again nice. um and that was like the biggest trouble that we ran into and literally as we're hiking and as this is happening i go oh my gosh i got a story for seth now <laughs> um but so what what if it rains oh Oh, trust me. So we were at a shared campfire site. So um, we were sharing um, uh, uh, a campfire later that evening uh, with uh, three people from Wisconsin and then uh, um, a young lady from North Carolina. Together? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, The the party of three Mm -hmm. and then a party of one and then uh, Kelsey and I. And so um, it's like, 2:45 in the afternoon and we have to leave our campsite we're alone we're the first ones there and so i have to put the fire out 
which was a very hard thing to do. Yeah, for sure. It was like leaving your child at kindergarten for the first yeah. time. You're like, <laughs> it's a necessary evil. You got to do it. I grew um, it from nothing. Because we were going on another hike up to uh, Minor, um, Miner's Castle and uh, Miner's Beach. So like two landmarks yeah. or points of interest on the North Country Trail up there. Um, and when we came back, lo and behold, the party of three had a campfire going. Nice. So we didn't have to worry about it there. Um, and uh, to your surprise and to everyone of our listeners' surprises, I had a Reese's S'more for the it's first time. honestly about time. That was so overdue. I I understand that now, and I understand why. It, it's delicious. Yeah. So, like, compared to the, the traditional Hershey's, what what do you oh it's 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 a no-brainer there it's, yeah it is superior i like i get that like hershey's is the traditional but i just can never there's not a world that i see myself going to the store to get s'more stuff and me walking by reese's and picking up hershey's you know i am now in that same i i live in that realm now yeah um because i have now journeyed uh, to the Reese's side. Yeah, it's honestly the better side. You know, sometimes it's it's good to stick with the traditional. And, and don't get me wrong, if there's Hershey's there and no Reese's, I'll go for it. But I'm just happy you see the light now, to be honest. Yeah, so I, I was really excited <clears throat> to tell you that as well. And I, I, I did. I actually didn't even say that one for today. I, I texted you. Yeah, it was the, the excitement. I, the was second palpable. I had service, I was yeah. like, hey, man, this is No, you got to, I mean, there's certain things that are just you know, bigger than the podcast. Exactly. Um, but it was cool. I, it was the first time I'd, I'd shared a, um, a campsite with a shared campfire. Um, and it's kind of cool to share a campfire with strangers because you just start sharing stories and it's, yeah. it's kind of really something special. We should, um, Ex- I just random thought here. We should start a podcast kind of based around that premise of sharing stories around the campfire. Now you're talking. I think that's really good. You beat me to the punch. Tell I was going to get there. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> That's kind of how tangents uh, work here. Oh, uh, anyway, so you're at the fire. Yeah, uh, and um, one of the people uh, they were celebrating their 29th birthday, um, and so they were like rowdy, and it was it was a good time. Um, and I had mentioned something about like the mitten state, which More I'm clearly it. talking about Michigan, right? And they were like, no, Wisconsin is the mitten state. And they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so I had Kelsey as my only hmm. uh, form of defense because the other young lady was from North hmm. Carolina. And I I literally pulled it up on a map and I was like, look at Michigan. It is a mitten. And she's like, no, Wisconsin is. Just look at it. She's like, look at Wisconsin. It is a mitten. And I was like, in what universe are you living? I was like, were they, were they trolling? No, no. I thought they were at first. She was dead serious. She was like, she looked you in the eye and said, no, your mitten shaped state is not the mitten state. Correct. She grabbed my phone actually and zoomed out of Michigan and then into Wisconsin. It was like, look at this. This is more of a mitten. And I was like, are you, what is wrong with you? I was so, like, we are literally marketed as the mitten state. Like 
people oh, yeah, it's overseas. On clothing, it's on. We are the mint yeah. state. Like Florida's the sunshine state. We are the mint state. If you polled, I don't know, hundred people, what ninety nine and a half of them are going to say Michigan? Yes. And the other half person would be. And she's like, "No, you don't understand. We hold up our hand to show people where we live." And I was like, "No, we you invented don't. that. Exactly. That's our bit." Yeah, I knew they were weird because they kept pronouncing hammock, hammock. Yeah. We were hammocking. You know what? I... And Kelsey literally had to bite her tongue about 50 times. Because <laughs> at first I thought they were trolling. It sounds weren't. like everything they did was one big troll. I don't know if you can trust those people. I'm sure they were more than friendly. Oh, they were great. But I... I got some cool drone pictures of us. Yeah, I think it's probably best to avoid people who don't have your best interest in mind. You know, I'm going to start just... Anytime I meet someone from Wisconsin, I'm just going to say, oh, yeah, welcome to Michigan. We're the cheese state. We love our cheese. I think Cheese curds. We invented them. Just to, just to get a reaction. I think you should. This, You know, that's some stuff I could see. I could see Ohio trying to pull. You know, they're that type. They're the worst. Wisconsin, you're better than that. Hey, if we have any <laughs> listeners from Wisconsin, is this an actual thing or, or were they just one-off people? You know what? I'll say this, and I, I, I genuinely don't mean any offense to Wisconsin. Wisconsin, from everything I've heard, and I've spent a little bit of time there, but not much. Everything I've heard is that it's a pretty good state, and I would agree. It, it's nice. It's decent. It's, it's it's better than Ohio. It's the Walmart version of Michigan. You know, they have a lot of similar culture, Midwest state. Like, they love their yep. beer. They love their cheese, fish fries on Friday. You know, they have some lakes. You go up north, yada, yada, yada. That's all fine and dandy. Um, but most of that, just Michigan does better, you know, in my opinion. Or so, we did it first. Or first, yeah. And still better, probably. Um, I don't know. I know there's a couple of people. I don't know if they'll be listening to this episode. But um, my friend MJ and her mom, who listened to at least one episode, they're from Wisconsin. So, I mean, no, no foul... Um, words towards you guys. But MJ, please let us know. But yeah, fill us in because I just don't know about that one. So yeah, seems like... Uh, I still I still can't get over it. I was so heated. We were sitting around a campfire and I was like, there's no way. And then Kelsey's like, hey, you're not going to win this battle. Yeah. <laughs> just like... <laughs> we're outnumbered. We're outnumbered. Take your losses. Yeah. yeah. But they were really cool. We we went and took some, we went and took some uh, photos um, with my drone and like us on the cliff side, it was pretty cool. Uh, uh, the other funny thing I kind of want to talk about it is, um, we were down at Miner's Beach and I was drying my pants in the sunshine because I got smacked by a huge wave. <laughs> and these two girls walk up to us. Uh, they're in jorts and bathing suit tops, and um, they're like, "Y'all from around here?" <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, uh, no, we're, we're from Grand Rapids. They're like, oh, okay, well, we're from Detroit. And I, <laughs> Oh, the deep south. <laughs> my immediate response was, are you sure? <laughs> I've been to Detroit. Y'all don't talk like that. <laughs> and she's like, well, we's just looking for some waterfalls. You know where any waterfalls are? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you can hike six miles this direction or six miles that direction you're gonna hit like five yeah she's like well can we drive there and um, i was like uh 
maybe i'm not i don't i'm not i don't I know. told you i'm not from here <laughs> i too am not sure <laughs> yeah i too am from the deep south <laughs> the deep south of <laughs> grand haven aka west uh, michigan yeah um and and ca- so they left. Did, did they ever come clean that they weren't from detroit oh, no like no they, no not at all they, Maybe they, they just meant they, they currently live there. They walked, um, they walked in front of us, and they're like, the girl called out to her friend. She's like, "I'm just gonna call her Vicky." She's like, "Oh, watch out, Vicky! There's some flies right here." <laughs> and the one girl's like, "What?" And and then ran it in a completely opposite direction, as if flies were yellow jackets. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, the flies up there can't be nasty, but I there mean, was no flies. No. We were sitting. We <laughs> were, we it's were a little fine. late for that. Yeah, we were fine. Like I was sitting there <clears throat> almost spread eagle trying to dry my pants. <laughs> Just uh, totally fine in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, funny. Kelsey looked at me. She's like, did they say that they were from Detroit? And I was like, yeah, yeah, they did. I don't understand people here. Um, but that was just kind of a, a couple of few things that happened that was, that, that were pretty funny. Uh, but then on our way down, um, we did kind of like a pit stop um, in uh, Ross Common, Higgins Lake area to to visit my aunt and uncle. Nice. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to throw this out there um, because in a in about a little less than a week, uh, they're going to go do the Camino de Santiago or the Way of St. James. Um, it is a huge backpacking slash hike uh, in uh, Spain. Oh, that's cool. So... Um, the most popular one, or the one they're walking again, actually, um, for a second time, is the Camino Francis. Uh, they're all they all lead essentially to Santiago uh, de Compostela, uh, where it's believed that the remains of Saint James um, rest at the cathedral. Hmm. So essentially, uh, they'll fly into Paris, uh, they'll get on a, a metro and a bus, essentially, and then go from France to Spain. It's like 500 miles. Hmm. Um, so I just kind of wanted to, to point that out there. And anyone who's listening uh, to kind of keep them in the in your thoughts and prayers just to make sure they're safe. Because um, they're gone for, I think, a, a, about a month. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, it's super so awesome. Cool. I think they've done this maybe the third one yeah. that they've done. They've done like the, the northern one and the southern one. And I think maybe one from Portugal over it's amazing. Yeah. I didn't oh. know there was multiple. I've, I've heard of the Camino. Um, yeah. And I've heard it's really cool. I've heard it's like kind of a spiritual experience. Um, it's it's incredible. I'll try, I'll, tr- I'll try to share some more because my uncle does a very good job of like photo blogging hmm. their experience. Uh, cool. Because you go through um, so many different towns in Spain. Yeah. Um, and each one is like so beautiful and so different from the last. Um, but all these little towns are like harboring different hikers. Yeah. So they have like little like hostels or little areas to camp or uh, like food and beverages for hikers. It's like really yeah, cool. It's really so celebrated cool. there. Um, but uh, anyone who listens, just kind of keep them, keep them in your thoughts and prayers and um, let's hope they get back safe. Cause it's, uh, it's quite the journey. Yeah. No kidding. That's awesome. For sure. Cool. But um maybe maybe even when they come back they'll have to do a little little uh presentation on the podcast. To, oh, for sure. To hear how it went. 
Yeah, I, I know, actually. I, I want to know. Yeah, we pit, like I said, we pissed up there. My, you might have to try this um, because you're headed up to Picture Drocks tomorrow. tomorrow, yeah. But um, there's an app called Relive. Okay. Uh, that my uncle was telling me about and it and it's like a an app that almost gives you an overhead view and it replays like your hike so you can take hmm. pictures and it's like almost like a satellite or a drone following you oh cool it's kind of like in the movies when you see like the plane go from like new york to california and yeah. it's like a dotted line yeah this is similar in the fact and, and like it's like a line that maps out your route mm-hmm. and it kind of like follows you and then it you can take pictures and it'll stop and then show the picture and then continue. It's cool. it's actually really cool. Uh, and he said he's going to use that on the Camino. Maybe you should try it too because it, yeah. it looks kind of neat. Do you have to record while you're hiking? No, it, like, it just maps you on GPS. And if you want to stop and take a picture, you can do that. Okay, um, cool. But it just like, like maps you out. Neat. It's pretty cool. That's, that's very cool. Yeah, it actually is kind of funny. That you just went to Picture Rocks, and I, like, two days later, I leave for Picture Rocks. And that was not planned. No. Not like, planned. I went on a whim. You've been planning this trip. Yeah, quite a while. Yeah. So. <clears throat> it was very spontaneous. Like, I literally looked at the first available permit that I yeah. could find in the backcountry, and it happened to be a very decent one, and I just sent it. You got it. Sometimes you have to. Yeah. You just got to send her. I yeah, highly I, recommend Cliff's Campsite 3 on the North Country Trail. Hmm. Cool. I I um, am not staying there, I don't think. Try to think back to my permits. Um, but no, we, we'll be going to the same the same spot. We'll be hiking some of the same trail. Um, this is a trip, uh, me and some friends, I think I talked about it briefly in the first episode, but essentially the second ever backpacking trip I went on, it was like me and 11 friends. We went up to Pictured Rocks and uh, had no idea what we were doing and hiked it. And then almost every year since, we've done a trip like this over Labor Day where we leave Thursday after work and we do some sort of backpacking. I left when I was in Colorado for a few years. Um, it didn't happen, but or it did one year and then another year they went. They did something, but not necessarily a backpacking trip. Paul goes on this trip, right? He does, yep. Oh, so, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll have to come next year. I Count me in. <laughs> Quick question, um, though. Yeah. Because um, I was talking to my aunt and uncle about this, and I asked them how much their pack weighs Yeah. for this trip that they do. And my aunt's is 12 pounds, and my uncle's is 18 pounds. How heavy is your pack? Um, so that's super light. It's um, very light. Yeah. I actually, I, I, I got a text them or like figure out what they carry yeah but um if if i was gonna do a solo hike something like that um and i'm assuming that's their their base weight which is means no food or water that's just like their gear yeah um mine would probably be about the same it'd probably be south of 20 pounds um because you just don't need a lot when you're by yourself my pack will probably be in the 30 to 40 pound range. Um, maybe a little more um, because I'm carrying a tarp that 12 of us can sit under that I also sleep under, but I'm carrying that. I have fuel for 
I mean, it's yeah, four you're, days. You're you're muling most of the stuff, right? And, so and I'll disperse some of it out later. amongst the group. But our meals are <laughs> our meals way more than their base weight because we have <laughs> like we're having mac and cheese for eleven people. Mm. So that's eight boxes of mac and cheese. Have you ever heard of a ramen bomb? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Oh man, I never have. Yeah, they're he good. Was like, he was like, "Yeah, man, you should try ramen." My uncle. Yeah. So like, you should try ramen bombs. That is through hiker culture right there. Really? Yeah, ramen bombs. What? What's a ramen bomb? Um, he explained it to me as you cook ramen noodles with instant potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had a meal at Way Forward called Mash Pot, and it's instant mashed potatoes, ham, corn, bacon bits, cheese. And then we also had ramen with every meal out there. It honestly sounds fantastic. Oh, it is so good. It sits in your gut as if you ate four bricks. I mean, it is fuel heavy, but it's great. Yeah, and we if you mix ramen in it, it is delicious. Mix the, the chicken ramen in it, and it, yeah. Oh, All yeah. right, we got to try it sometime. For sure. Okay. So we're not having any ramen bombs. Um, but yeah. Excuse me. Um, we will. Our meals are heavy. They're like <clears throat> fifteen to twenty pounds per meal. But there's a lot of people. Right. Like it's like eleven 10, people. Yeah, ten to twelve. So yeah, you got to have heavy meals. And so this type of backpacking is much different than if you were to go <clears throat> on a like a solo or backpacking trip where you're only carrying your own stuff. Um, because we're carrying, you know, we have to have big pots and pans to cook this food. We have to have a lot of fuel. I have to have two stoves. You know a big tarp, things like that, that you can get away with not having. Um, and plus, um, you know, just the temperatures and stuff are different. So yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what my base can't, my base weight is. Um, but I would like to do, um, something by myself someday where I can wear a nice light pack and just fly and do miles. But that's not what this trip is. So this trip is more of a, honestly it's just a community bonding experience um we go up we're hiking 36 miles in four days um should be not terrible no we did kelsey and i did 20 in two days yeah it's more than manageable i think we're doing like 12 miles eight 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 and eight um so yeah super excited um yeah, Devin pulled up some. We have some spiders on the screen that he recorded. Must have been when he was up there. It is a spider eating a fly. I knew spiders were good for something. I just wish they ate more flies and spent less time in my bedroom. You know? That spider was massive, by the way. Oh, it looks massive. It makes that fly look like it's an ant. Yeah. I wasn't expecting you to talk <clears> about <throat> it. No, and just it came up, you know. Yeah. Taking a peek. Um, but did I ever tell you the story the first time? We went up to on this trip the first. No, ever but time. I I have another story about this trip. Okay. That I uh, that I really want to share with you, but I'm gonna let you go first. Okay. I totally forgot about it, and I literally this happened to me, and your voice. Before I tell you this, I'm gonna just tell you, your voice was in the back of my head, um, and I just knew I couldn't fail. Okay. <laughs> I think you need to go first. Okay. I want to hear your story first. Okay. Wow, we just went on a bunch of tangents. Yeah. And I interrupted it. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I want to um, hear this. But Kelsey couldn't understand why I was so mad. And it's because last week's episode hadn't posted yet. And so she she didn't know. 
and so um we had got the car all set up ready to hike or ready to car camp sorry and i had taken um uh, my hiking uh clothes off and i i i had like a just a like a silky base layer bottom and i took my darn tough socks off and um and my and my melly off Mm -hmm. so i found my melly that's good i took my darn tough socks off and um and my hiking uh shoes and i put them in my pants and all that in like a little crevasse Mm -hmm. uh, in my car and i woke up the next day and i could not find one of the socks oh no um and i turned my car upside down you have to trying to find the sock because i knew that if i lost this one sock you would come at me like oh yeah a hurricane you, you know it's and, it's one thing to lose a pair of socks but it's another thing to lose a pair of socks a week after you roasted me exactly for losing paul's socks exactly and and i was like oh my gosh i cannot lose paul's socks and i cannot lose these socks because i roasted seth and so I am going crazy for like, <laughs> no joke, 30 minutes. And Kelsey's like, Devin, they're socks. And I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> it's a, it's the principle. <laughs> exactly. And she was like, okay, I got to give him some space. And I turned my car upside down. Couldn't find it. Uh, no. We get to the, we get to the, um, the parking spot. Uh, and I start wrapping everything up and it falls out of my sleeping bag. And I find it. Oh. And it was the most relieving moment, <laughs> moment of my life, Seth. I was I'm like, happy for you. I was like, oh, I don't have to go back to Seth with one sock. If, I would have framed it. As much as that would have been sweet, sweet karma, I would never wish that upon you. And I'm I'm, I'm so glad that this story ends with a, yes. a, ha- a happy ending. Because I was able to hike in my darn tough socks. Yeah. And I came back blister free. That's darn unlike tough. Kelsey, They're amazing. Yeah. Unlike Kelsey, who came back very blistered. I felt really bad. Yeah. Um, and so now I got to get some darn tough socks. Hiking and with unofficial so- sponsor, but they're right. fantastic. Hiking with someone who like ha- is having feet issues while you're hiking when you don't have feet issues. It's a lot like when somebody's really cold and you're perfectly fine and there's just like. There's nothing you can do no, for no, them. Nothing. Like, they're just in pain at every step, and you want them to feel better, but you just know it's just they're in pain. Like, and there's nothing, nothing you can do. Yeah, it's and, it's not great. Yeah, it, it. She she made it through. She's a she's an absolute trooper. Um, and yeah, we all ran into our issues. I had some knee issues. She had some feet issues, some shoulder issues because she doesn't have an actual backpack. Mm. It's also on the list to get, but like, yeah. Unofficial sponsor, darn tough. So glad that you seriously, came through. if you are going to go on a hiking trip, invest in some good socks. Darn tough, smart wool. There's a bunch right. of them out there. W r i g h d. Yeah, they're great. Get some good socks. Wear some comfortable shoes. Doesn't even have to be hiking boots. Even if you wear tennis shoes, depending on where you're going, a comfortable pair of tennis shoes. You will, and then if you start to get a blister and it feels like you're getting a little bit of a warm spot, a hot spot on your foot immediately take care of it you will 
your trip will be You'll think greatly improved. But I cannot recommend good socks enough because that is seriously the difference maker. Yeah, good socks are more important than good shoes. Yes. Oh, a thousand percent, yes. ten times out of Stand ten. Stand behind it. Stand behind it. All right, backtracking. <clears throat> yeah. So the first time we did this trip, we went up to Picture Rocks. We were, I believe we were juniors in, in college, and there was 12 of us. We were packed into... Um, our friend's car, and then another one of our friend's parents' cars. And so we get in the car. We're driving. We're like two hours in, roughly, out of Grand Rapids. And I'm driving. The, there's a, We're in a Yukon XL, and I'm driving that car, fully loaded. There's seven of us in there. And I feel the car kind of shake as I'm going around a corner. And I'm like, hmm. That doesn't feel great, but not my vehicle. I don't know the rattles and the shakes here. And so we straighten out, and it's still kind of kind of shaking. And I'm like, I just don't feel good about this. So I, I begin to slow down and pull over. And as I'm doing that, all of a sudden, I hear and feel. And before I could understand what was going on and what had just happened... I see a tire <laughs> fly in front of us at, I don't know, fast, way faster than we were going. I mean, it flew. It took off like a rocket. And my friend Jacob, I think, yeah, it was Jacob. He was in the front seat. He gets out of the car and starts chasing after it. It was our front tire. <laughs> we had been going down the highway, and apparently the lug nuts weren't tight. Our tire popped off. We slid on the rotor for like 15 feet. And oh my gosh, this would happen to Oh my gosh. So <laughs> we we slide to a halt. Jacob runs after the tire and gets it and brings it back. It's like down in this deep ditch with like eight foot grass. He brings the tire back. <laughs> we're college students. We have no idea what we're doing. And we're like, can we put it back on? Like what's what's kind of the story here? And so we deduced we're like, okay, we're not putting it back on. We're going to have to call a tow truck. So we call a tow truck. And while that's all, we're waiting for all that to happen. Real, we're like. Real quick, Seth. How yeah. many times have you called a tow truck in your life? Do you count locking the keys in your car? Yes. Two. Four. <laughs> I've never. Four. Um, and it's never been for my own vehicle. Okay. Actually. Well, one time I locked my keys in my car. I was going to say. And I did. I did have to call for myself. But actually, I called as my dad because he has AAA and I don't. And I wanted the free unlock service. So I actually, that was for him, not me. So I've never called him for myself. Um, Got it. All right. So you called you called the tow truck. <clears throat> yeah. So we called the tow truck. He gets there. But while we're waiting for him, we're like, how are we going to finish this trip? Like, what's what are we going to do? And so we're calling... All sorts of people were like, hey, do you happen to have a seven-passenger vehicle we can borrow? And would you mind bringing it two hours north to us? Um, and so I remember we, we talked to one lady. Um, it was someone's, like, youth group leader or something. I, I'm not sure exactly. And we she, they're like a younger couple, and we thought we're like, oh, for sure, they have a big vehicle. They're going to they're gonna hook it up. Um, and so we call them and they're like guys i i think i think this trip is is over 
I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's time to call it quits. Like, if you need money for a motel, we'll spot you. But, like, I don't think it's a good idea to continue this trip. And we're like, okay, not what we wanted to hear. Not supportive at all. We're going on this trip. And so we keep making calls, and it actually ended up being my father-in-law. <clears throat> at the time, I was had gone on a couple of dates with my now wife. We were not even dating. I had never met her dad. We call him at like, I don't know, 9 or 10 like p.m. Oh, And we're yikes. like, hey, can we borrow your Yukon? He's like, sure. I'm on my way. My brother will follow me up, so I have a ride home. <laughs> Drives up, drops off the Yukon. That's and, when you know. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is the first time I ever met him, and it was like a brief like handshake. Thank you for letting me borrow your car as our tire fell off on our way up north. See you in four days. Um and so we got in the Yukon. We had met him halfway, and we drove up. The other half of the group, or most of the group, went to a movie. I think they saw Sausage Party, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, when that was in theaters, that's about the timeline. And so, yeah, they we finished our trip. We got up to Pictured Rocks at, like, I don't know, 3 a.m. And had to get up, like, 7 or 8 a.m. to go get our permits and stop hiking. We had slept, like barely any it was a, a rough start um yeah yeah that'll fit it sausage party came out in august 2016 so that that fits the timeline i think i'm pretty sure it was sausage party got it uh thanks craig um but yeah so we we were able to start the trip and it ended up being one of the trips that made me fall in love with backpacking it bonded the group together for sure special trip and we're still doing it to this day this I, is the first year we're going back to Pictured Rocks, and we're all so excited to be going. I back think to what's Rocks. even funnier is you drive a Yukon. You drive a Yukon. I do. Now. Yeah, and a black Yukon, just like <laughs> the one that lost the tire. Are you driving? I am driving. Yeah. Please check all your lug nuts before you leave. <laughs> important, but important steps before leaving. If you don't, you can call me, and I will You'll drive help up. you. Yeah. It's see, it's nice to have that. Um, that kind of insurance. Yeah. So, yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, but yeah, so we're going up super excited. I think there's not sure. Um, there's kind of some people, some last minute dropouts on this trip. It happens. It does. Life happens. Um, it is, it is difficult for sure. Um, it's definitely a lot harder to plan a trip in your mid early twenties than it is when you're in college. Right. Right, yeah, like people's... everyone has full time jobs. Hopefully, everyone yeah. has like you're married. Some people yeah. have families. It's harder, but the fact that you that you're able to do this still, for is, sure, is pretty amazing in itself. Definitely, yeah. No, I'm definitely grateful. It makes honestly the the part of planning that makes it difficult is just the food. Um, I do all the food for this, um, and so it probably takes me. I don't know, somewhere around eight hours to get it all ready. Cause I have to do all the grocery. I have to make a menu, all the ingredients. I have to, um, then do all the shopping for the food. Then have to measure out the food and vacuum seal food and all sorts of stuff like that. And Maddie, my wife helps me out a ton and, and makes it a lot easier, but it's difficult. Then, you know, people drop out last minute. You know, you don't think about that, but that's a big part of it. You know, now I have too much food for the trip. And when things are measured out, kind of exact, you know, and then you're carrying it. 
and any leftovers, what do you do with those? You can't just, you know, you can't just throw them away. You have to pack it in, pack it out. So you're, you're carrying that. And so like you said, ounces turn into pounds and pounds pounds turn into pain. pain. And when you have eight boxes of macaroni and you only needed, you know, seven or six, it adds up. So that's definitely, um, the hard part about like planning stuff like this, but I get it. You know, life, I don't expect people's life to revolve around this trip. No, no, um, Seth. Everyone's life revolves around you. Well, you know, I've learned that now. Sometimes I five feel episodes that way, in. You know, I am now in a gravitational <laughs> pull. Um, but yeah, the one of my favorite things about Pictured Rocks um, is okay. So when you go there, most people drive and see it. Um, they like, well, obviously, I'm going to drive up there as well. But they they drive to a parking lot. They get out. They hike the shortest distance, four hundred yards, either a lookout, a cliff a lookout, a waterfall, whatever it is. And so those areas are super populated. And, you know, it is what it is. But Pictured Rocks, you have those spots, and you know when you're getting close to a parking lot because all of a sudden you start seeing a ton of people. But there are huge stretches where you just don't see that many people. I think Kelsey and I, like, take those parking lots out. Saw maybe... 15 people. Yeah. If that. And it's and it's a very popular spot in Michigan. People are going there all the time. But if you get out of those areas, you have a much more peaceful time and the views are just as good. They are like you would expect them to not be as pretty because you know, why wouldn't more people be here? And they're just as good as the other spots. Uh, you're, you know, in every turn you're like, "Oh, this is so beautiful. It's hard to imagine." that I will see something this pretty again on this trip. And then you turn the corner and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so pretty. Like, how is this real? And so that's what I'm really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to the stretches away from parking lots and away from easy access to just enjoy the area and just how absolutely stunning everything is. Yeah, the water up there is gorgeous. Like the color of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, the rocks are amazing. I, I, I think we fall into this this realm where like, oh, we live in this state. I need, In order to go see something beautiful, I need to go to Hawaii. I need to go to Colorado. Colorado. I need yep. to go to Maine. Yep. When in actuality, yeah. Michigan has a lot to offer. And I, I mean, I fall into that realm a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. that was kind of the beauty of this trip as well. Is like when you go and experience what you have near you there really is a lot to see right like yeah that that lake shore has so much to offer oh my gosh it's one of the best lake shores in the world i'm sure of it oh get you gumi uh lake superior it's yeah lake kitchikippi tequamanon falls yeah munising falls picture rock it's all like right there within two hours right and once you get up there you know it's kind of a haul to get up there it's not too bad you know you can do it you know, like we're leaving after work tomorrow. We're going to drive straight there. We'll probably get there around 11 or 12 p.m. You know, we'll set up camp in the dark. We'll get up early the next day and, and start our adventure. But, you know, you go at what, one night, you know, you, maybe you lose a little bit of sleep that night because you get in late. Are and you just, just, are you coming back Sunday? Monday. It's Labor Day weekend. Right. You do know that the bridge closes. Okay. From, yeah. We've been caught in that traffic. Okay, I Don't just I just want to make sure we have been caught in that traffic. 
Um, this year's a little different because we are hiking eight miles our last day where normally we try to keep it smaller, but because of permits, we couldn't make that happen. So we have a little bit longer hike out than normal. And so we're just going to take our time. We're going to hike out. We're going to stop, get some food, maybe some pasta, pasties, 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 pasties. Um, and say it once with me. Pasties. One more time. Pasties. Pasties. I forget Pasties. It. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I know. Um yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do that and then you know we'll probably hit the bridge at three or four PM and we'll get home a little it's later. It's closed till six thirty. No. It's closed until six thirty. Did you look that up this yes. year? I, they... I literally drove past the sign and I'll I'll tell you this because I freaked out. It said Mackinac Bridge closed. Except I didn't see the first part of the sign where it said Mackinac Bridge, Labor Day, Mackinac Bridge closed from 12 until 6.30. This is uh, a development that I need to research right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are hearing live slash recorded. Craig is looking it up for me. Yeah. Uh, no, it is closed until 6.30 p.m. No, I'm looking at it right now. No, it, it is. The, the bridge will again be closed to public traffic. This is from the Upper Upper Michigan source. The bridge will again be closed to public traffic during the 2021 walk from 6.30 a.m. till noon on Labor Day. Mm, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It normally, it normally they do it in the morning. Got it. That um, makes more sense. See, I, I said 6.30. I'm catching the late. It's a blinking sign that can oh, only okay. have yeah, so yeah, many yeah. words on it at one time. That An- makes more sense. Another fun tradition that I want other people to do every time I cross the Mackinac Bridge. Every time. I turn on AM sixteen ten, which is the Mackinac Bridge Authority, and it's this really staticky message that says, "The Mackinac Bridge was built in nineteen fifty whatever," and it does the whole spiel. It's so staticky, and then if there's high winds, which is like ninety percent of the time you're crossing the bridge, it's due to excessive winds. Lower your speed and utilize the right lane. Trucks. Do not exceed 20 miles an hour, whatever it is. I don't know what it actually is. but And it just repeats. And it's five miles long, so you get to hear it a couple of times. And it it doesn't matter if you're listening to the bang or the year. I don't care. If Donda just came out, doesn't matter. We're changing the station to 16 a.m. 1610, or I believe it's a.m. 1530, or no, 530. We will figure this out. Craig yeah, that'll, be a, right that'll be a lingeringer. Yeah, a lingerer. Um, a lingeringer. Um, but yeah. So that is uh, some a little bit of a tradition that we have, and we also take a GoPro picture out out of our car as we cross the bridge. Yeah, I have a I have a picture. Maybe I'll post yeah. it of because we we crossed Kelsey and I crossed the bridge at like nine twenty p.m. Hmm. and so we had a, a pretty nice. dope sunset. Yeah. But what was even better is that right when I'm trying to take a picture, a a stupid person in an RV uh, drove by and the picture is just the RV. Honestly, though, that could be an album cover. Couldn't it? Yeah. It no, kind of has that artsy effect. Look at that. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. That is incredible. But, yeah. <clears throat> so, oh, yeah. I um, love the bridge. The Mackinac Bridge. It's very cool. Very awesome. Yeah. I, I took a huge road trip. Just a side tangent, I took a huge road trip, Kelsey and I, out west from Mm -hmm. essentially Seattle down to Joshua Tree, up to Las Vegas, over to Denver. 
and you cross a lot of bridges a lot yeah um and i kind of got an obsession with them so much so that we took a detour to go see the golden gate bridge because <laughs> i was like listen i need to go see the granddaddy okay yeah um and you kind of forget how brilliant and gorgeous and stunning the Mackinac Bridge is. Yeah, and it, it's even more incredible when you realize how old it is. Yeah. Like, they were doing that without modern technologies. Yeah. But, like, I love bridges now. Bridges love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just incredible, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm with you. I love... I haven't been on too many grand bridges other than the the mighty mac oh there's an insane bridge um when you leave um, i think it's when you leave washington and you go into oregon okay you go into um, like the town of, of the gods or something astoria um and it's the astoria megler bridge okay oh that is a that isn't a fantastic bridge it is insane but what's even crazier i don't know if you can see in this picture great is that you're like driving yeah on the on water, the water yeah hmm. for a long time but you're not on the bridge yet yeah you're just like on the water interesting it's like the bridge itself i think is like four miles long but the total distance across the water is like seven that's neat um makes and, you wonder why they don't do the whole thing that low i know um but like I drove across to this and I was like, this was like partway through our trip. And I was like, this bridge is amazing. This is incredible. You got to love a good bridge. And then, and then I was like, we got to go to the golden gate bridge naturally. And then you see the golden gate bridge in real life. And you're like, Oh man. Yeah. This is incredible. Is it pretty cool? Oh, it's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. I just, my worry would be, I'd get there and it'd be foggy. Yeah. Yeah, but except it wasn't a risk you got to take, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't. It was so immaculate, just like you would see in the pictures. Nice, just, like you're watching the Full House trailer. Yes, exactly like that. Exactly. I literally played a song called San Francisco, and was just as happy as it's ten dollars to cross the. Dang. I think twelve dollars actually. It's twelve dollars across the Golden Gate Bridge. It's only four. Four across to the Magna. Um, it's worth it. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. If you like bridges, or if you need to get to the other side, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if you just want to take a detour and you hit a bridge that you don't necessarily need to hit, but right. you do anyway. But you do anyway, for sure. Yeah. Well, we are. Yeah, that's incredible. That is incredible. Yeah, that's the uh, the mighty Golden Gate there. Nice, smiling Devin. Yeah, we'll have to post a picture while I'm gone. Yeah. Well, I'll, actually, I'll be back by the time this posts. Yeah, and you'll but, also have service because I was just there. True, but I will not be. I will be unplugged. Yes, I was. Hanging up and hanging out. Um, um, I well, know you want to say something, but I have to say something kay. first. Yes. Um, I've I've got a lot of questions, Seth, um, from people that keep asking when you and I are going to go on an adventure. When are you and I going to go on a backpacking trip? Me and you trip? on an adventure. You free this weekend? We got a spot that just opened up on a backpacking <laughs> trip. The food's already packed. <laughs> you know, I am free Friday and Saturday. Or Saturday and Sunday. So I could get there Friday And Monday night. you got to be closed. Yeah, but I work. You 
I'm so sorry. It's okay. It is what it is. It's it's a holiday, so I'll get holiday pay. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I would say you should come on this. Um, but we'll have to maybe do a trip. You know, I'm thinking North Manitou Island. Like next summer? Maybe, yeah. I don't have, so I don't really have capacity this fall for another trip, unfortunately. Neither do I. And then this winter, perhaps you could, if you're available, to come on our ice climbing trip. That's at Munising. Mm-hmm. Same spot, actually. Yeah. And it's really cool. We it, could do that. Yeah, we can do that. Otherwise. That, that, that could be like our intro. Yeah, I'm totally down to do a trip. Maybe next spring, early summer, get the old feetsies wet. Yeah, I'm about it. For sure. Um, This is the end of our episode, pretty much. We are, I think so. We are oh, getting over an hour here. We're yeah, gonna, Craig is looking at me with yeah. the evil We're going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Um, we, uh, yeah, we'll report back next week. I'll report back with uh, how the trip went. And also, Devin, um, there's the other story you told me the other day um, about the the spores that were growing on your houseplant and how your whole apartment complex had to evac and, like, the was it not the CDC, but the... Like, no, it was the CDC. It was the CDC? Yeah. yeah. The no, CDC it, it had to wild. come in and dispose of it and whatnot because of these like dangerous spores so i want to get that full story because yeah i gave you the blip but i was crazy i literally called you from inside the cdc office yeah okay you you had to come pick me up the the best part of the story i'm just going to tease it a little bit is the the like you know monsters inc when they have a 2319 in the shower yeah best part of the story i'm not that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna say anymore it's the best part of the story yeah we'll save that one that one's pretty wild so tune in next week we're going to do a, a full recap on the I think, spores. You know, it, on your drive up tomorrow, I'll keep you posted. But maybe what I'll do is I'll just show up on trail. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, my gosh. What that, are you guys doing here? What are you doing? <laughs> this is weird. You'll be like a clingy ex, but like in the good way. In a good that way. That I want you to show up. Seth, Paul, Matt, Rachel, what? <laughs> Crazy that you guys are here. I had no idea. Me either. What? <laughs> Where are you guys staying? Oh, uh, me too. Love that. Hey. Oh, Seth, got, you have mac and cheese? Feel free to join us for a meal. We got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. and uh, Guys and gals. Guys and gals. We'll see you next week. And you people in Germany. Germany. Belgium. Belgium. Ireland. And Brazil. Yes. Please reach out. And and there's some other other people around the U.S. that I don't know. Yeah, like you said Kansas, Petoskey, Petoskey, Michigan, Oregon, Oregon, Columbus, Ohio, Battle Creek, Michigan. That's probably my sister. Okay, nice. That one's my sister. Um, but yeah, if you are a listener in any of those areas, feel free to shoot us a DM at Around the Campfire Podcast on Instagram. And we'd love to hear who you are and how you heard about us or if we already know you. Or share a cool campfire story. Or share a cool campfire story. So, all right, guys. It's been great. It's been real. It's been fun. We'll see you next week. Peace. Out. Out.